Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. The first thing of note that I wanted to bring up here in our discussion is transfiguration. I'm trying to remember what, that's in 16, isn't it? It's the start of chapter 17. 17, that's what it was. It's In 16, he mentions, what does he say? The very end of chapter 16. Yeah, let me go find that. In verse 16... It says, chapter 16. <laughs> thank you. Chapter 16. Uh, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And again, that's one of those um, paradox messages or, or phrases that are repeated all throughout the New Testament. If you really want to have true life, then you will lose your life. Yes. If you want to be the greatest, then you will become a slave. Mm-hmm. If you want to be first, you will be last. I mean, these these, these kind of turning the everything upside down on its head is God's way, and it's completely the opposite of what the world is, would say. But for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits its soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. And truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Which skeptics would point to and say, Ha! Huh, Jesus didn't come back. All these disciples died. The Bible's not true. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with that? Well, with the skeptic's perspective on that? Well, well, you might say he fulfills this in the very next chapter. Indeed, he does. The transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Crazy, amazing story. Jesus takes his inner circle. I think who's it? Peter, James, and John. Yes. Go up on the mountain. And on the mountain, he is transfigured. What does that mean? Well, it starts giving us this kind of description of what happens to him. He starts glowing. He starts flying. Is it flying? Didn't he say he's floating? Maybe uh, I'm adding. Am I adding to this? Well, let me make sure. I don't remember that part. I do know he's revealing his glory. Yes, his Shekinah glory. The transfiguration. He's trans. The word trans means change. Figure. His figure changes. Yes. Kind of like Transformers. Yes, that's what I'm. I'm Robots thinking, in disguise. Yeah, this is he, like he's in. Yeah, not an. This Autobot. is like God in disguise. He's clothed yeah. himself with with clothes clothed himself with humanity. God the Son becoming one of us, taking the form of a servant, taking mm-hmm. the form of a human being, and then he goes up on the mountain here and he says, "Okay, guys, you want to see who I really am?" <sighs> Transfigure. God yeah. is in disguise. That yeah. was the. Autobots thing. Um, but no, you're right. And I think I, I mixed up because I think so many times when I see this depicted, you get this picture of like, you know, Jesus kind of assuming his glory, everything starts shining. And I think mm-hmm. in some depictions, I've seen him like floating off the ground. And the Bible does not say he starts floating. That was my mistake. But I was going to say, I don't see any levitation here. And he was text, transfigured so. before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And what even above and beyond, well, not, I wouldn't say above and beyond that, but on top of all this, not only is he transfigured and you see the glory of God coming through him, this other miracle happens. Moses and Elijah mm-hmm. come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that Peter, upon seeing the transfiguration, the glory of God coming through Jesus, and then he also says, 
sees Moses and Elijah, which it doesn't explain how he knows it's Moses and Elijah, which that, that's one thing that always makes me, like, Unless how does he know? He, he's hearing a conversation between them, maybe. And he Jesus says, is like, Jesus Moses. Go, hey, Moses. And, hey, Elijah. Elijah, it's been so long. Yeah. Um, and so Peter goes, let's make a, a tent or a tabernacle for everybody to kind of just hang out here and, and chill out I on love, the mountain. I've got King James in front of me. Verse 4, then, then answered Peter, and I'm looking for the question before there. This is, again, so typical of Peter. He, he speaks when he's not necessarily invited to speak. <laughs> um, his, his tongue wasn't fully sanctified at that point, right? So, uh, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, <laughs> Lord, it's good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here tab- three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias, Elisha. Mm-hmm. Elijah, rather. And um, Right. While he yet spoke. While he was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> like, almost God was trying to be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Yeah, there's a interruption. Mm-hmm. Um, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him." Or modern translations, "Listen to him." Mm-hmm. Hear him. Quiet, Peter. Mm-hmm. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Right, and, and a part of this, I, I, I've always t- taught, and or not not taught, but I've always thought, is you have P- Jesus. Moses, Elijah, and maybe Peter is over here thinking like, these guys are the three heavyweights of the faith. And God goes, stop it. They're not equal. Don't put them on the same side. Oh, maybe so. Don't try three to ta- make a tent. Three tabernacles. For, right. Yeah. Don't try to make three tabernacles for all of them. Don't put them on the same scale. This is my beloved son. Mm-hmm. He In him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. He doesn't say listen to Moses. He doesn't right. say listen to Elijah. He says listen to him. It's almost like... Peter, you're making yourself look like an idiot. Because these two guys were pointing to him. Their ministries, their lives were pointing forward to the Messiah, Mm -hmm. Christ. They represent the whole of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. We we refer to Moses in the New Testament. Moses is referred to as a synonym for the law. Yep. They have Moses and the prophets. Elijah represents a prophet. Yeah. So he's kind of like the... The launching of the prophetic movement in the Old Testament of the prophets. So you have Moses and Elijah representing the wholeness of the law and the prophets in the Old Testament that mm-hmm. were all pointing forward to Jesus. He's to be the focus. Right. Not the other two guys. Hear him. Yeah, listen to him. This is my beloved son. That's right. Listen to him. So what happens next? Well, what happens after that? Well, so- the disciples heard it. They fell on their faces. Oh, yeah. I love the King James language here. And were sore afraid. They were so afraid it hurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And that reminds me so much. And I, correct me if I'm wrong. Isaiah chapter six, or John in Revelation, when they are in multiple the places face, in the scripture, when they are in the face of holy beings, they fall down, they pass out. There, it feels like their insides just fall out. Like Isaiah, I think Isaiah, you know, what his face falls out. out. I think John, when he sees an angel, he passes out, and the yeah. angel has to like, hey, wake up, <laughs> Isaiah. Falls on his face. Woe is me! From a I'm a man of unclean, unclean lips. lips. I'm a people of unclean lips. Yeah. That's right. We're not worth. So different from maybe what we would think of in modern views of who the Lord is. We 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 typically think of him in the in the grandfatherly sense, yeah. like Santa Claus. We'd crawl up into his lap, and you yeah. know, and there is that aspect of of God. Mm-hmm. But then there's this holiness aspect of God. Yeah, the Shekinah glory. You're standing on holy ground. Take off your shoes, Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is holy ground here. So, yeah. great story. 
And what a great statement. Listen to him. That's right. We had Neil Cole on the broadcast, and Neil likes to say when he's done, listen to Jesus and do what he says. There you go. That's great. Which is, you combine this passage right here with the wedding at Canaan, John chapter 2, where Jesus' mother the said, mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do whatever he says. Yeah. That's great. Listen to him and do what he says. Just do it. I always get this picture of she, she's just walking away and fluttering. Just do whatever he says and walks away. It's not enough just to listen. Mm-hmm. You've got you've to do what he says mm-hmm. also. Hear and obey. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.